Welcome to the new audio podcast with Thomas Chelmy. Take off now and boost your efficiency in leadership, teamwork and customer contact. Today's topic is autonomy versus heteronomy. Do you sometimes feel like daily business runs over you like a wave? Like one wave after the other? And the only thing you're trying to do is to keep your head above the waterline in order not to drown? Do you ever feel like you're being reactive all the time? Reacting to external stimuli only? Instead of being proactive about things? Well, welcome. You're in good company. And many of my clients uh, are reporting this to me when they come to me for coaching. So how would it be if you would find ways to get ahead of the wave or even find a surfboard and start surfing the wave? Wouldn't that be attractive? Well, let me give you a few very simple yet effective inputs or impulses that may lead to you becoming more proactive than reactive in your daily business. One of the key factors for achieving that is the amount or the level of autonomy versus heteronomy. Autonomy meaning you are in control. You can decide when you do what. You are in control of your time and your allocation of resources. Heteronomy, meaning that you're controlled by external factors, that you are reacting to external demands, impulses, interruptions, distractions, etc. Or in other words, others are in control of your time and resources. And the higher your autonomy, the lower usually the experienced level of stress. The higher the level of heteronomy, the higher the experienced level of stress. So between impulse and your reaction, there is a room in which you can choose your response. And there's a big difference between a reaction and a response to an event. Because if you react, your reaction is usually very close to the stimuli, to the stimulus, to the impulse. And the closer you, th or the, the, the quicker, the faster you think you have to react to a stimulus, the higher the perceived stress. Let me give you an example. If the phone rings and you feel like you have to take the phone after the first one or two rings, that's quite a high level of reactivity. If this goes along all day like that, then chances are that you feel stressed, that you feel driven and reactive rather than proactive. Now, let's stay with this uh, simple example. I personally only answer almost one or two out of 10 calls directly. I would answer my wife when she calls, my parents, 
any clients that I currently work with intensively. And the other nine calls out of 10, I directly divert to my voicemail box. By doing so, I make a shift from heteronomy to autonomy. Because once the message is deposited on my voicemail box, I choose when I will listen to it, when I will reply, in what way I will reply, will I call back or will I sit down and write an email whenever I can, or will I reply at all? So you see, with this simple example, with this simple measure, I shift from being controlled by external factors, a ringing phone call, or a ringing phone, and by being reactive to being in control of my time and resources. Another simple example and a strong recommendation I would like to give to you is to deactivate any notification of incoming messages that you may have active or activated on your devices. If it vibrates, and pings and pops up every time a new message comes in and you feel the strong urge to react and go and have a look. What is it? Who sent it? What is it about? You are in a completely reactive mode and you let others control your time. So once you deactivate all these notifications, you are immediately autonomous. And you're immediately in the driver's seat, deciding yourself when to go and manage your email inbox, when to go and have a look how many incoming messages uh, you have in your WhatsApp or in your uh, SMS app. These are very, very simple, yet very effective little things you can do in order to shift from uh, external control to self-control. So what you do by making this shift is also uh, creating a room between impulse and your reaction. And in this room, you can choose your behavior. You can choose your response, especially if you imagine for a moment that you get um, an offensive email or an email by which you feel offended, which is not necessarily the same thing. If you react immediately out of a high level of emotionality, it, you may cause more trouble or escalate uh, the situation. If you instead manage to create room between the impulse, which is the incoming email that makes you feel offended, and your response, you can, uh, or there's a high chance that you find ways in which to de-escalate the situation. A simple recommendation in such a case is to let the world turn once before you answer, because then you can answer and you do not necessarily have to react. What you can do though is you can immediately write back, but do not send it. Wait until the world turned once and then read it 
again and decide whether you want uh, to send it like that or whether you want to rephrase certain things. Chances are that you are not going to send the text that you wrote directly after receiving uh, the incoming message. Just make sure while you're drafting drafting the text that you delete the the recipient email address uh, in your in your email window because mm, if you by mistake click on send then uh, yeah <laughs> it's out and it's out there if once it's out there you cannot take it back good so an essential uh, factor for uh, reducing stress levels for becoming more uh, responsive, proactive rather than reactive is to create room. For instance, by making conscious breaks in between, by planning disturbance-free, uninterrupted time uh, to work on specific tasks without being disturbed, by saying no every now and then to certain things. When a colleague walks up to your desk and says, could you just quickly, you know, give me or help me to say no in a way that is socially acceptable. I'll cover that in another podcast. And last but not least, try to focus rather than multitask. Because multitasking biologically speaking, is something we're not really capable of doing. NASA has uh, done extensive studies on that, and they found out that we are actually not able to really, really multitask, which would mean to run uh, parallel tasks at the same time. Instead, NASA found out that multitasking, or the attempt to multitask, increases the amount of time needed for each task to an average of 25%, while IQ, or the intellectual capacity, drops by 10 to 15 points. That's more than after a nice glass of red wine. So we do, we, we cannot fo really focus on more than one task at the time. We are much more effective when we focus on one task and complete our tasks one after the other. And jumping between tasks costs time and energy. Focus is a hidden driver of excellence. That's the title of a book written by Daniel Goleman. I can highly recommend. And at the same time, it's a quality and a skill that gets more and more lost uh, in uh, these days. When in Germany, for instance, uh, there was a project to put the traffic lights for pedestrians into the ground so people would actually see the traffic lights when they walk around with their smartphones in hand because they are just simply not present anymore and not focused on what they are doing, but rather attention is spread all over the place. There is one exception, however, where multitasking is nearly or almost possible, and that's when one of two tasks is so integrated that it, 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 it almost runs by itself. And the 
classic example is driving a car or making a phone call while driving a car. This is only possible because driving the car is, for most of us, so integrated that it, it can run by itself as a, pro a process. We don't have to consciously uh, drive the car, which allows us to solve complex problems and have important discussions on the phone while we're traveling from one city to the other. And when we get off the car, we don't really know how we got there. We just know we got there somehow. This being said, of course, the whole thing is safety relevant and uh, you better focus on the road ahead of you when you drive your car next time. My wish for you is that this impulse will help you increase your personal effectiveness. Yours, Thomas Jeremy.